but we need to do another intro. Mm. So real quick, here's what I want everyone to do. Say your name and then say what the podcast is about in like 30 seconds. I'm going to tell you right now, John, that I, Matthew Sin, will not do that. Well, then what are you going to do? I emphatically refuse to state that the purpose of this podcast is to determine which character <laughs> in a particular series, a piece of media, book, whatever that we're talking about is the best. Because uh-huh. we've already done this twice before. And uh, to do it a true. third time is a disservice to myself, to Brandon, and I think to you. It's just disrespectful well, at this point. Well, you know, here at Your Favorite Character Sucks, that's what we do. We, we repeat the process over and over until we have multiple winners. And then at the end of the season, we have a best of the best episode where those winners go head to head to determine which character is the best from the entire season. Well, here's what I, Brandon Lee Nash, will tell you about this program, YFCS Pod, as we like to call it on the socials. I'm just here to argue with my friends about dumbass shit that most people uh-huh. don't really care about, but we do. And that's why we're here. <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank you, guys. On today's episode, Tengen Topa Gurren Lagan. So this is the Gurren Gurren Lagan. Whoa, 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 whoa! Gurren Lagan. Say the full name. Lagan. Could you please state the full name? Topin Topin Topa. What, what is it? The... Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? Topin Topa. Top, no, top. I apologize. You're that was unnecessary. What, how do I say it? I believe the full name of the anime is Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagann. <laughs> okay, I, I will I will be shortening that up because I don't even remember. Uh, TTGL. TTGL, okay. TTGL um, is even harder to say than Gurren Lagann, but I'll say it. Um, that's the episode we're doing today. Matt's favorite anime. Yes, it is. Okay, all right. I just wanted I, to... No, I did, no, no. It's I, not only just my favorite anime. It's also, I, I believe... Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is just a theory because it hasn't been proven by research or study or anything like that yet. But I think it is the best anime of you all know, time. You know, I did uh, watch a video on YouTube that said Gear and Logan is the best anime. Damn. It was about I, a guy I that... actually haven't heard anyone else say that besides Matt. I'm not saying no. it's wrong. I just haven't heard that many people as passionate. Well, I will say that if you're talking about Gear and Logan like 14 years after it came out at this point right or after it ended yeah you're you're a passionate fan so anytime you read something about the topic or anything like that people have very strong opinions and usually they're very positive well i i was introduced into the show by previous guests michael curry who refused to come on for this episode yeah. no literally <laughs> invited him and he was like nah i'm fucking i'm good bro he literally well, that's because... he showed me the entire series we marathoned it and so I thought he loved it. When did this happen? When we went to Japan. Oh wow! Hmm. So y'all are in Japan. Literally, we watched. We started it on the flight on his laptop, <laughs> and then continued watching it in Can the hotel. Some, like cherry blossoms, and he's like, "No, no, we gotta, <laughs> gotta finish go. this shit." Yeah. Just trying to introduce you to true Japanese culture. Yeah, on Gear and Logan. Yeah, that was the only way I could be prepared. Well, I will state before you say anything is that Michael Michael Curry is a Gundam purist. Oh, yes. It makes sense that he wouldn't really like Gurren Logan. Well, I think he likes it. He just said, what, John, that there's no strong characters? I think that is what he said. 
I think he said that he does like it. Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't feel like there's a character worth arguing for, which I disagree. I also disagree. Um, I think there's a lot I, of cool characters. So I will say that I came to Garen Lagon late, and it's because I was turned off by the images of Yoko because I really don't care necessarily for like the like Titties. exploitation of female bodies in, in anime that exists in a, a lot of anime. Um, it's you know, uncomfortably the, common. Yeah, like, you know, the parts of Dragon Ball Z that I never liked were like Master Roshi fucking like ogling at like a fucking 16 year old girl. Like, I never or cared Goku for that stuff. Slapping, uh, oh, yeah. What's her name's vagina? Well, right? That that was funny because it was innocent and she wasn't sexualized. I guess really. that's true. She was, wasn't creepy. She wasn't, but also she wasn't like fucking like insanely busty and like wearing nothing. Like, she wore clothes and she was an adventurer she was a pretty strong female character but also i feel like i should just state that there's nothing wrong with being busty and wearing skimpy clothes no we've said that before yeah in our naruto episode yeah it's just weird when you get oh my you God. get one female character and she's always like that yeah well and let's get back to this i we're gonna have to we need to get started with because uh, we haven't even introduced yeah yeah, so let's talk about our, our favorite characters, and then we'll get back to okay. what we think about the show as a whole. But um, who's going first? It's going to be probably me or Bran, I would imagine, unless, Matt, you want to catapult because you love this anime? I don't know. No, because I love this anime, I'll last, give yeah. it the respect I, I can go first this time. All right. I will be discussing Lord Genome, the Spiral nice. King. Because, honestly, I really I love this type of character which is so weird the villain for the greater good yeah exactly like after Palpatine. after they're defeated you learn about their true intentions and they become yes. a much more complex character mm -hmm. i feel like we've also discussed it with sidious in the novels yeah. also something we haven't discussed in a previous episode so i mean you can cut it but lord ruler in mistborn Oh, yeah. I think no, there's a lot, of, sure. a lot of similarities there. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. I will point out that Gurren Lago came out before the first Mistborn book, right? Yeah, what I'm saying is sure. Brandon Sanderson stole Mistborn from <laughs> Gurren Lago. <laughs> God dang it. There's definitely a lot of parallels no, there between really Mistborn. If you think it's about actually it. very insane. And be, yeah. like Kamina is, mm -hmm. uh, what's his name? Who you, you Kelsier? Yeah, you think they're the main yep. character. They're the one leading. Nope. Like Anyway, uh, yes. Coming coming back to Gurren Lago. I just love this character who is a ruthless tyrant, but then you learn their reasonings, their backstory, and they be obviously their actions are still not justified, but mm -mm. a very complex villain who, in this case, actually becomes an ally in the end, oh. which is also really yeah. cool. So I, I think that's going to tie into your character, right, John? Yeah, I was going to say uh, he has an impact. Lord Genome has an impact on my character. I will ask if you do like his name, how it's Genome and how it's also Lord Genome, which is one word instead of two. Yes. Well, you, you, you like that? Yes. I don't see the I think issue. it's, I think it's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? He's just Lord I Genome. Think, I think his Zangief look and his his name is kind of stupid, but I do like all the other You're stuff. You're saying he looks him. Russian? You don't, you don't like how he has got a, a fucking spiral, huge ass hairy spiral chest hair, dude. That shit's bad. Yeah, he's got the spiral chest hair, and then like bald head, but fucking yeah. mutton chop. Probably like the only brown character in the show. Oh yeah, that's true. Is that the case? Oh yeah, you know what? Probably right. No, 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 no. Which no, doesn't no, make no. sense because his daughter, the primary his daughter is, is the anti-spiral is black. Okay. 
<laughs> oh my am God. I wrong? Am I wrong? I mean, it is like pure black energy. Yeah, it's yeah. not even. It's not even a shade. It's just correct. He's just black. Period. Darkness. Yeah. yeah. Um, the antithesis of light or whatever you know. But yeah, why yeah. is Nia so white? She's very pale. Well, because she, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is kind of fucking weird. Well, we'll talk mm. about that later. Anyway, we'll talk more yeah, about Yoko. A, Let's transition to you, stuff John. There. Okay. So yeah, um, I believe that uh, you know, as watch, watching this show, I was. Not sure what to expect, and I'm glad that I came to it with an open mind because if I had come into it with my judgments about what a good story is or what good characters are, I probably would not have liked it because it, it is very different. And um, you got—I think you kind of got to let the story come to you. You can't really anticipate what it's going to be. One of those characters that I really thought was a cool character is the character of Rossio. Um, I thought he was cool because you know he's in this other underground civilization who you see like basically you get a different flavor of like how are people dealing with this living underground situation with the beastman war situation yeah exactly i mean you got to live underground because your life's in, at risk and everyone tells you to fear the above for some reason or another right yeah and you have to like have persistence and courage and a drive and a passion to get above it and to you know exceed expectations that other people put on you and rossiu I don't even think he necessarily has that in mind. I think when they first find him, he's not grappling with, I want to get to the surface. He's grappling with, I don't like the system that that I'm that is being placed on my Was it people. religious in nature, right? Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. And it was a decision to, uh, I can't remember the exact number. Is it 100? They keep the population of the people underground to 100. That sounds right, yeah. And whenever another child is born somebody either the child or somebody else has to leave the community and go up above so they didn't That's even like restrict or whatever yeah yeah they didn't even restrict people from going up above like um like uh, simone and and uh, kamina's civilization instead theirs was yeah like almost like you're being condemned and rossiu didn't like that so he wasn't even like trying to rebel and, and go above he was just living under a completely different kind of oppression a religious oppression that he wanted to buck and um and yeah, you know, Simone and Kamina come and they inspire him and he decides to leave with them of his own free will and discover what's new out there. And, you know, that could be the end of his story because I think after that, I mean, he doesn't really do much except for just add a little bit of flavor because he is this, you know, religious guy and he's got his different beliefs and stuff like that. But what's really cool is when they flash forward, which again is part of the anime that I was like did not see coming and really thought was cool. When they flash forward and they show how everybody has like settled in, yep. uh, Rossi impresses me because of the way he changes. And, you know, as a viewer, you're not going to love it. However, I think it makes total sense given his background. He's very logical minded. And I think a character like that would take Lord Genome's threat seriously and would, you know, he's trying to keep people safe and he's trying to do the same thing, but he's trying to find a different way to do it. You know, he's not even telling people you can't go out from underground, but he's putting different constraints on them and he's like preparing to, you know, leave the earth's surface and stuff like that. So he's just thinking like very logically and businesslike. And I'll get more into like why I think he was written that way and why I think his character is essential for the whole message and theme of the show. But I'll stop there because this has been a long intro already. So Rossiu is the best character in my opinion. Yeah, I like both those characters. <laughs> They're both like sort of like... uh I don't know. They go in opposite directions, kind of, right? Because doesn't Rossi eventually sort of become villainous in a way? Or becomes vilified? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. 
Well, and the yeah. reason I said our characters are linked is because your character basically revives Lord Genome, and that's how sure. he becomes an ally yeah. because they need yeah. his his ancient knowledge about the situation. Yeah, yeah. Don't they like a uh, Futurama him? Right? Yeah, they like put his or something. They connect <laughs> his <laughs> head <laughs> to a computer, which at first, well, who's they? It's um, Rossi, Leroy Littner. Right? Liron, Liron Littner. Yes. Is Liron the uh Liron is the homosexual the drag? brother to Draco yeah. Littner. Yeah. yeah. And I fucking love him. Honestly, I, like I considered I considered picking him as a character. Yeah. They they there's some well we'll talk more about him later, but go ahead, Matt. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool side characters. Mhm. But unfortunately, I think for this series, Don't the do best it. character is Simon. Wow. All right. And Didn't I only say it. that because it is the way it is, you know? All right. <laughs> Never thought you'd choose a main character. I didn't think you'd choose Simon. The thing yeah, is, you're... though, it's so strange I assumed because... you, was, you were going to go with Kamina, to be honest. Me too. Kamina is fucking awesome, but... But you can argue that Simone is also Kamina, you know, a little bit. Yeah, they are definitely reflective of each other in many ways. But before we talk about the characters, let's talk about the world at large. Because I think yeah. they did a pretty interesting job of yeah. uh, the progressive way that they construct the world. When Do you mean like the world or the universe? Uh, world building at large so just the whole environment that these characters exist within well but it yeah i mean also the structure of the show period oh yeah that too is really awesome literally everything adheres to the spiral theme so like yeah. no amazing the structure of the show the yeah the environment the universe like the power all that stuff everything goes back to the spiral which is fucking mind-blowing like yeah, it's, it's it starts very off well done. so tiny right it's just yes see, the beginning of the show is literally simone only mm -hmm. digging digging a tunnel yeah, that's the like smallest with, microcosm with a drill. Yeah, with a yeah. hand turning drill. Yeah, he's a monkey with a rock. I mean, uh, you know, in terms of of what we're seeing for this universe, oh, like yeah, the, 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 the technological progression. Oh yeah. yeah, it's insane. But that's how it well, starts, you know. And I mean, and also it's how so it ends, primitive. But... It's so primitive, but it's also like human nature to keep progressing and moving forward with that spiral, with that drill. Yeah, that yeah. is, I think, one of the main things that the show is trying to convey. But exactly. I don't even think that necessarily there's... I mean, there are themes that are emergent, but I don't think mm -hmm. that the writers went in with the mindset of like, okay, you know, we're going to try and get this message across of this or this. Because, I think I mean, there the is one message in mind. There is a message, but I don't but know. I mean, the show I think is not one preachy, you know message. what I'm saying? There's no like... It's, it doesn't come across as like trying to give a message. I think it tries to be entertaining more than anything else, which is why I really mm -hmm. like the show. For sure. But I think there is like a truth that they do hit on and and really push home. Uh, oh, yeah, throughout. for sure. And the truth is about perseverance and a drive for more and better. And also human nature, youth, I think youth. Yeah. Human nature and youth versus yeah. age. And power. And um, there's a really cool commentary about like, and, and it's through my character, so I can get into it. Um, yeah. Uh, this is what I wanted to talk about. So I think every character is exploring this idea of like what being in power and being in control does to you, which usually happens when you get older. Yeah. You have more power and more control. Yeah. Is that when you're younger, you are less afraid you are more driven, you have more energy, you're more ambitious, you're reaching for more. And then as you get older, you start to shift gears into more of a conservative, like preservation uh, yeah. preservation and conservation and, 
you know, don't reach too high. You know, we don't want to lose what we have. Uh, but for people who don't have power, <laughs> there ain't nothing to fucking lose. You know what Correct. I mean? And so it really rings hollow to, you know, when when the the bosses down in like the the mine are telling Simone and and uh, Kamina like, hey, just fucking keep your nose down and do your job. There's nothing to benefit them to do that. You well, know, yeah. Simone is fine with that. Yeah, no, Simone is because he's more. He's not as bold as Kamina. Kamina brings that boldness out of him. Simone is more, um, he's the like, what is it? The like perseverance and the willingness to like grind stuff out and keep going even if it doesn't, if it seems bleak, you know? He has the will. I think that's maybe why, you, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong because I know you like Green Lantern also. This this series is very much about like will over oh, what's possible. Oh, it has you know? nothing to do with what's possible. The only thing yeah. that is possible it's is will. what you what you think is possible. Exactly. Which is amazing. Yeah, maybe that is why I like but, it and why I like Green Lantern so much. <laughs> but once you once you become an adult, your worldview becomes more fixed. Constrained, yeah, no, absolutely. And and your will, um, you know, you're you're not willing to do as much as you, you know, were before because you're, you're too scared to lose what you have. Well, yeah, and, what you're saying is clearly demonstrated through yes. the spiral king. Yes, because this, well, he's he's already fought this war once before, exactly. and they yep. were not mm-hmm. able to solve the problem. Yeah, yep. so he's lost that drive to keep fighting, and he's like, "I'm I'm just gonna have to keep Earth as safe as I can." There's no way exactly. to beat the anti-spirals. Exactly, and so yeah, each each of us fights this battle when we're younger, but then as we get older, we we decide like the battle can't be won. But I can at least do this much. And we, we do the best we can or we do what we think will preserve it. Or some people who are fucking greedy and pieces of shit really are just, you know, they're really not trying to preserve it for humanity. And that's why I think, well, the show does that themselves. so good, too, because that's why I think it's really, well, it's not awesome. It fucking sucks when Kamina dies in the beginning of the show. Yeah. But when you think about the character of Kamina, he's mm-hmm. actually like, I mean, you love him and he's an awesome character and you want to root for him and things like that. But he yeah. is a very flat individual. Yeah, he does the same things um, every single episode that he's in, right? Like the six yeah. or seven episodes. But I think it's the fact that he gets to not gets to that he perishes so early. Yes. So that a uh, fragment or that photograph of Kamina yeah. in the state of youth, which is reflected exactly you know, on Simone. That's why Simone is able to preserve yes. that sort of youthful image and drive it forward. Yeah, honestly, Kamina's personality would not have been sustainable. Oh, no, no way. No, Kamina is like Kurt Cobain, Tupac. Like he's he's the guy that you know. He if had he to was die like, for a no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying like if, if he if he was if he was 50 years old, we would not remember Kurt Cobain the same way we do. You know what I mean? Like oh, for sure. We remember that fire. You know, same with Tupac. But like, if they were 50 years old, like Kurt, Co- like Tupac might have been like. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Trump has some good ideas. He's, you know, whatever Jesus. the other party. So I'm just saying, there's some rappers that came out and said that shit and like really broke my heart. You know what I mean? Who, like Kanye. Mm, well, fuck Kanye, but no, like Fifty Cent. I mean, you know, I'm not saying Fifty Cent's uh, too hot, but Little Wayne, yeah, who basically are old men who have lost their spirit and are just about preserving their fucking wealth, dude. And that, and, yeah. And so I think all of our characters do a good job of highlighting it, which is Lord Genome goes through it. Rossiu goes through it and Rossiu shows us something that's really cool which is we get to see the character have the fighting spirit 
and believe in that stuff. And mm-hmm. then we get to see the character get power. And then we get to see that whole process play out where he's trying to preserve it and govern it and control it. Honestly, I think you're right. Our three characters perfectly show yes. that spectrum from each stage. Except, except yep. Simone. Simone, and it might he's be the because one of Kamina. Simon does not ever give up on that spark and that fire. He's the only one who does not fall victim to that process. Um, but I think it's really cool because the show also, like from a historical, like civilization study, anthropology perspective, it shows how like revolutions eventually just go full circle and then become dictatorial again. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Lord Genome does it and then Rossiu does it. It's like you know that passion and it's also like old people just shouldn't have any fucking power man it should just be like <laughs> it should be young people calling the shots like anytime you got a government like ours where it's like fucking 70 80 year old men are the only people with power then it's yep. just they're not going to push for anything they're not going to push for progress they're just going to try to preserve yep. what they have we yeah, need, you know, definitely everyone needs to sure. be willing to step aside yeah like basically everyone needs to have like the george washington mentality you, yes. you just do your brief time, and then you're like, all right, yeah. I'm good. Own some slaves. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was literally about to say, dude. And then, yeah, then you that. retire and, like, harvest human beings' teeth for your own. And, like, yeah, it's, you're all That's good. That's the George Washington philosophy, yeah. Yeah, like, if everyone just did that, society would be much better. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I get um, that. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, well, damn, I was going to say something, but <laughs> fucking George Washington, God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Simone's definitely able to avoid that trap, and I think it's because he is a reflection of Kamina. Kamina had such a big impact on him, like through his like developmental stages, right? Because they were all yes. like around that age whenever that he died. And there were like honestly, after the episode where he died, there were like two or three really fucking depressing episodes, or maybe. Well, yes, no, for sure. And you know what? I honestly think it is. I think that it is. I think it's because he's simple. I think it's because he is not too smart, and Who's I don't Simone? mean that to me. Yeah, no, yeah, Simone. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in like a Taoist philosophy way where it's like when there's a point where some philosophies believe like, you know, it's like an asceticism kind of idea where it's like you can get too fucking big for your britches and then you just get in your you get in your own way. You get in your own way. Like think about the characters that are successful on this series. They're very like go with your gut. Don't think about it too much. Just make a decision and fucking go with your passion. The characters who are very intelligent are the ones who Start to become like dictators and assholes. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately, when you're too smart, you actually weigh the odds. You can't You can't yep. just be pure hope. You, stop you lose taking the ability risks. to just will shit into action. Yeah, like, exactly. When Kamina says, we'll just fucking combine the, well, <laughs> the two mix. Well, you, you still have willpower, but the willpower, like the will, you start to create, like we said, your own constraints. So it's like you uh-huh. will laws into existence that don't, that aren't real that you yep. just you just you just decided upon them um and you know lord genome says like oh yeah we can't have a million people or whatever rossi really buys into that and he buys into it because i don't know i feel like he's haunted by his past a little bit and he wants to do things differently so he's like um but then he basically ends up doing I almost mean, the same thing yeah isn't that, crazy how, is that how it always goes the you most get, exaggerated you version with of the that. best of intentions you say you'll be different and then yeah but that's literally so that's also why. just the anti-spiral yeah. He's the yeah. biggest example of that because their oh, whole yeah. civilization the reduced themselves to one person because they they so firmly believed that, you know, spiral beings or whatever mm-hmm. would eventually cause the collapse of the universe. Right. 
So their whole society well, was like too fucking smart for themselves, and then they fucking self collapsed, right? Yes. Also, can I just say before we? There's just a, a quick aside. As goofy as the show can be, yeah, I I honestly think they did a better job of this dealing with this issue than Thanos and yes, and, and oh War. for sure. Like when I hear well, Thanos not- saying his reduce the population shit, I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> But in this show, I'm like, damn, this is like really intense. Well, I'm not I'm not lying. When I was preparing for this, I was thinking about Erica's Thanos argument where she was saying like humans don't have the capability to stop consuming. So if you double the resources, they're just going to fucking double their appetites. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not just double the appetites, but also those with power are going to hoard. Oh, yeah, new, it's not going to be equal wealth. distribution. Yeah. And so, I, I mean... You know, Garen Logan kind of agrees with her. You know, the anti-spirals agree. The anti-spiral with her. agrees yeah. with her. Yeah. Well, and I think that the series doesn't completely say that that's wrong, but you know, we have a character in Simone who is just hopeful that things can oh, change yeah, and that they don't have to be that way. And also, and Simone he gets out of the way. Simone does the George Washington move. Exactly, bro. steps aside. Which and even George though, Washington dude, which Matt thinks is sad, but I, I love it. I still hold by I that the, the end of the series is the saddest shit in the fucking world. You don't want to see Simone become the dictator. No, 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 no but why, why does yeah. Nia have to die, bro? Because it's not just about governance. The The whole anti-spiral thing is not like, oh yeah, you're going to get in charge and ruin things. It's that you, your desires, you have so much desire that you will consume everything and you'll stop mm-hmm. at nothing. And Simone proves them right by working so hard to get Nia back. But oh, then yeah. he prove he proves them wrong by letting her go. Yeah, that's true. He shows I can show constraint, and you so mean like, when he literally had the powers of God and could have yes. resurrected everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and if he would have done that, he would have proved the anti spirals right. Yep. And so he is. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's able to let Nia go and the fact that he walks off yep. and gives up power, he is supposed to serve as an example to all of us that like, yeah, you you okay, you did your revolution, you fucking did your shit. You've made things better, and now you fucking step aside and let the next generation it's come just to power. Like, it's like Ed giving up the alchemy. Exactly. It's essential. It's you have to be able to sacrifice it all. But I also fucking yes. hated that. But it's good. <laughs> Dude, I... Yeah. It's such I a think character, it's even more sad. I think it's, this is gonna, great. I'm, I'm going to blow your minds, maybe. I think it's better than Ed giving up his alchemy. Oh, absolutely. Because well, it's on a grander scale. Yeah, of course. I, well, Not I, even yeah, that. I think that. No, 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 no. Separating I from your love, power is absolutely yeah. okay. I love it. If you get to spend the rest of your life with your, your wife or whatever, right? This person yeah. that you literally fought the embodiment of anti-life for and conquered right. the universe and became God for, and you had the power to hold on to all of that, and he had the ego, uh, he just no ego. I think you're right yes, about the, the what we want from a hero, it's but so rarely get. You, yeah. But it doesn't make yeah. it any less sad. It's so fucked. This dude but had to endure thing. so much. Yeah. Why? People who people who want power are usually the kind of like fucking megalomaniacs who are going to then think that they know best and not want to give it up. And yeah, Simone is not one of those people. He is no. a warrior. And this show is all about fucking young warriors. That's what it cares about. This show wants like it wants to show that they are the best of us is people who have a drive and a passion and are young and that are, you know, are willing to fight for anything. Um, And the worst of us are these fucking old assholes who think they know better and, uh, you know, try to constrain us. I don't know. I think that Simone is awesome because he bucks that. But I think Rossiu is awesome because he shows us that like. Yeah. We need we need to see his example to understand why Simone is so extraordinary. 
And, you know, Lord Genome does the same thing. And Rossiu sort of goes back into the history books to pull Lord Genome and, and kind of use that uh, to, you know, do what he's doing. Um, and I would say that Simona and Rossiu are like very close mirrors of each other because you see both of their origins from the mm-hmm. holes or their little villages that they come yes. from. And, well, and you, you know that they're both good intentioned. Yeah, exactly. But Simone has Kamina, right? And yeah. in the same way, I think Rossiu does have Simone, right? Because – yeah. It's so weird because Rossiu is the flip of Simone. Lord Genome is kind of the flip as far as arcs of uh-huh. Rossiu. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, and I was going to say he is also mirrored because he... He's mirrored as well. He yeah. was that hero of the previous war like a thousand yes. years ago. Oh, absolutely. Except obviously things played out differently. He's Simone and Rossiu combined. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Dude, this show. <laughs> but Genome is, I mean, they didn't really elaborate too much, but it seemed like he tried to do it sort of like by himself. Sure. Whereas, you know, Simone is not just him. It's all of Team no, Digurgy. as a team, Simone, yeah. Simone cannot do it by himself. Correct. And he knows that. See, the, once again, going back to what you were saying, John, Lord Genome was a genius. Yes. Which hindered him. Too smart him. for his own good. So yeah. he's the exactly. Sasuke. <laughs> God damn it. You try, yeah, you tried to go it on a loan no, no, and you no. couldn't do it. Sa- Sasuke just wants power for power's sake. No, he doesn't. He wants power to defeat his enemies. Lord, That's the only reason he wants it. Lord Genome actually is is very skewed, but he was still trying to save the planet. I agree. Sasuke Sasuke wants power to defeat his enemies and then eventually to protect his village. He wants to be the most powerful. I don't know if he cares about protecting the village. If I'm being honest, he wants to become Okage, <laughs> which is bullshit. It's stupid. <laughs> I hate that show, but no, but but basically, we can all agree then that if all these characters are fractal images of each other, it's going to be the most. Im- then the most decide. important part of the entire series is when Kamina dies. Yeah, right, because that's the point at which yeah all of the growth like begins to happen. Because if you think about this, the first seven episodes is yeah. just mostly a little bit of world building and and a lot of yeah, just and a lot of adventures, like just goofy ass adventures, yeah, just goofy mech fighting with beastmen. That is one-fourth of the entire series, and there's nothing really happens except for just they follow sort of Simone, Yoko, and Kamina. Oh, yeah, no. But then yeah, he, well, after he dies, The right? flip, once he dies, yeah, it it ramps up so much. And I think that's because yeah. it has to. I mean, because one, they only ordered 27 episodes or whatever, but... <laughs> well, but also, because- it's... Yeah, it's... I think... I don't think anyone is expecting that. Oh no! And when that, he that's dies, when you realize, oh, this you know, this plot is a lot more intense than you thought. Oh, for sure. Whenever he gets up, right? Doesn't he give like a like a fucking like thumbs ups or something, and then he just fucking dies? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. So you think he's good because you think he's dead at first. He gets out. You think he's good, and then he actually yeah, fucking you're like, dies. Oh, the boy did it again, and then no, he's actually iced. And then it's literally like one, two, one or two or three episodes of just I will say, full fucking depression for the whole squad. Yeah. And I will say, you know, Kamina is sort of like the inspiration to um, to have Simone hope for a higher thing. You know, like Simone has the work ethic and the drive, but he doesn't have the like goals. He wasn't goal oriented. The thing is, though, is Kamina only wanted to get to the service because of his father. Father. Yeah. And once he realized that his father was dead, he sort of lost his way too. He became sort of unmoored. But also then Kamina is inspired by Simone. Because I remember in that moment, yes. Kamina is, is remembering back to when Simone kept digging, when they were trapped or whatever. Yep. 
And he's like, I can't give up, you know, Simone wouldn't give up. So even though Kamina does inspire Simone, Simone also inspired Kamina. Like they were, they were, you know, essential for each other. Yeah. Cause Kamina, and obviously, I, I mean, he's, even though he, I mean, they draw him as sort of like an older looking guy. He's only like a year or two oh, older than not Simone. Not much older. Yeah, yeah. He's still 16. So that's like basically a fucking, that's a, that's a child. Well, and Kamina, he, the whole reason he wanted to get out was because of regret, I think. I think because his memory about his father was that he was too scared. His father was like bringing him to the surface and he was too scared to go with his father. Yeah, yeah he said. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he regrets his that, you know, that he didn't go. And he also remembers his father's hope for like a better life. And, you know, that motivates him to face his fears, to face like the scary beasts above, you know, and and go after them. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Rossiu is a pragmatist. Like he's very trying to do things and be very pragmatic. You know, when like I said, when he's younger, he has to drive to achieve more. But then when he's older and he has power, he just wants to maintain the status quo. So you think that was sort of laid out before him? Like he had no other path to go other than that one? I think it's also showing a trap of like parenting. It's, it's really about a generational thing where it's like you, you fight really hard to achieve something, but then you try to spare the next generation of that fight. Yeah. But the but the problem is is that you know, the series says that we are born to be fighters and that you, we should not be shy, we should not be shied away from that. We shouldn't we shouldn't have obstacles removed from us or hide from those obstacles. That is a uh, that is a theme that is always present in the Gundam series. Is the cycle of war and peace and the involvement of the youth in the war. But so you that- know what though? I, you know, cuz and actually I, I will I think it was this guy or it was another guy that I was watching. It was another YouTuber. I'll, I'll drop his name too. Uh-huh. Um, that was talking about how most Gundam shows are very solitary. Like the the main characters are always very oh, like sure. alone. Giga and Edgelord. this and this show is very group oriented, which I love. Everyone is like working together as a group, and you know, um, Simone can't do it without Yoko and without uh, Kamina. Which, by the way, we can talk about Yoko now unless you'll have more to say about the world and the themes and stuff. No, not well, really. I, I mean, I love the, the team in the, the end, timeline. like to run the the huge, you know, mech. They have what, like 16 pilots or something. Oh, yeah. It, well, the last mech is just all the mechs squished together. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just impossible without his full team. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally just the bridge of a ship. And it's yeah. just like it happens just like whenever fucking Kamina and him first make uh yes. the Daiguran when he just oh, jams my, the fucking thing around. I will say, even though there's so much meaningful stuff that happens on the show and so much comedy, that's my favorite fucking scene. What when he that, slams the little drill I, bot on his I'm not I'm not joking. I was kind of coasting to the first few episodes. Like I was enjoying it, but I didn't love it. Uh-huh. When he slams that what is it? Is it Guran or Logon? It's the other it's one of the pieces. Uh Logon. When he slams right. Logon in his head and it doesn't work at first, I fucking <laughs> was dying. So, it's like off-centered. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's so funny, but also, I, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, you fucking dumbass. Like, why would you think that would work? Where did you even come up with this concept? But then it does work and it's, it's all about... It's because you're an adult, bro. Yeah, exactly. You've lost sight well, of that. Yeah. Well, and what I was going to say, too, about Kamina's death, actually, I remembered I had one more thing to say, mm-hmm. is that I think it's the show telling us, like you can't revere the older generation too much that you have to be able to move on without them. It's it's another echo of that, that lesson that we're learning because I think he looks to Kamina too much. And I think the show is trying to tell us like, we should not look to the older generations too much. We have to have the future in our own hands. That happens and in it, the show though. 
What do you mean? Whenever si- uh, Simone is like super fucking depressed after Kamina's death, and he's yeah. trying to like fight his way out of the funk, like one yeah. of the ways he tries to do-, do it is he says, "Well, I'm just gonna become Kamina because yeah. Kamina died for us." But then his fucking little drill like knew that that wasn't like his authentic right. self or whatever, and it just said "fuck off" or whatever. Right, and so uh, he he forgets the older generation, his mentor or whatever, and becomes his own person. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, I mean, it's the show is very it's a and very then he ends up saving his, his squad, like yeah. in that moment. That's that's how he regained his power over Logon, and he was able to. Well, and I think love, love, right? He they he he met uh, what's her name? I think at that point it wasn't love, but a desire to like help someone who's also in a situation, you know, yeah. of, of despair or like like some sort of desperate situation. So just his, his desire to help other people really is what it ended up being. So here's what I like about Yoko Mm -hmm. is that she already knows the fucking lesson before we even learn it, which is whenever they become comfortable and like, you know, are all like getting conservative and stuff and like starting to like, uh, you know, basically become Lord Genome again, she fucking ditches out and becomes a teacher. She's already focused on the next generation. Yep. She's already ready for the next generation, bro. She doesn't. She doesn't want to be a part of the like new civilization that she helped build. She just she wants to she build just up. Fought when she had to fight, and then she's like, "But, but, and now she's handing over the reins to the youth." Yeah, dude, that's badass. You mean her transition from like a like a fighter, like sniper chick, into just yeah? Here's what I don't like about uh, Yoko is the way that she's drawn, and the way that. Every single shot with her has to show her tits bouncing jiggling. titties, literally. And to be fair, I mean, yeah, that is something that you don't like. But I will say that this studio <laughs> really, really likes that kind of stuff. So Dude, that's just the problem scene... with all of their. their oh things. yeah, do we need to follow up to this with uh, Kill a Kill? With Kill a Kill, another, I tried another to watch really Kill a Kill, show, in my opinion, and there was too much of it. Too much of the titties again. They're, they're I like the that fan one service. Me off. Yeah, but it's it's a good show. Um, there was a scene with Yoko, she's in a fucking mech, and she literally turns her face, and when she turns her face, her fucking tits jostle, and I'm like, why did we need that animation? Are you saying that's why not how it works that? in real life? It, it's, it's absurd how much her tits move in this series. And also, like, even when she's a teacher, we go and see her in the school, and Titties there's a out. shot, there's a scene where the teacher, the principal is talking to another person. Yoko is not even part of the conversation, really, she's just standing there, but the frame of the scene is... Her tits on the left, one third of the screen, the principal in the background and the other person on the right, one third of the screen. And I'm like, okay, she's not even in the conversation, but we have her tits as one third of the screen. It's so insane. So yeah, I don't appreciate that shit. Yeah, I think complaints about fan service are just going to be reiterated every time you talk about most animes. So I guess it, so. it just kind of is what it is. But, but I, I do, do like, like Yoko. The, I, yeah, I like Yoko as a character, though. She's awesome. Yes, she's like, very brave. She's very self-sufficient and independent, like... Whenever they first meet her, right, she's the one helping them as opposed yeah. to the other way around. She's the one with the weapon. She's the one who's been above the surface. She also, I think Simone is also heartbroken, you know. I think that leads to his depression too, which is that I think that when Kamina dies, Simone actually hates him for a moment before he dies. And that like brings forth yes, even more remorse. That brings it's... forth even more remorse because he's sad like I I was I hated him yeah, when he died. Yeah, exactly. Dude, and they so did that's... such a good job. That shit was so fucking sad, bro. I swear to mm-hmm. God. 
I will tell you, I did not expect him to die, especially after the episode where he like kisses Yoko. I was like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't, I did not oh, think he was going to die after that episode. Oh yeah, it's at that point you're like, these dudes don't give a fuck. They will kill off any character. Nobody's safe. right. And I think that's another good point in the show too. Is like death can happen, man. Like it's you know, especially when you are so reckless and you know passionate and stuff. That's what I'm you saying, know, dude. It the might arc, happen. The, the building in the show is so good because up until the point where Kamina dies, there's basically no stakes. There's yeah. no – you don't ever think that anybody's going oh, to die. Characters get, knocked, uh, characters get knocked hundreds of miles it's away like and just still goofy survive. goofy shit happens and then it's like the switch just fucking flips immediately after he dies and the stakes are suddenly so fucking high. Yeah. Like everything turns much more serious. Um, it just dials up to fucking 11. It's so good. Like it's, it's so crazy. The pacing of the show is so good. Also, how fucking long is this show? Like 28 episodes? 27, I think. It's very short. Episodes. It's a nice condensed series. Come on, nerds. You know what it is. Every episode I get on here and beg you to follow us and like our stuff and blah, 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 blah. If you haven't done it by now, then you're just lazy. Twitter and Instagram at YFCSPod. Hit the subscribe button. Like. Rate it. If you want to be extra, you can review it. Just a little thing like, hey, this is an awesome podcast. Click reviewed. Done. All right. Not going to waste any more of your time. Back to the show. Brandon, I think we talked. I mean, I've said everything I think I need to say about Rossi. You. I think I think he's a very essential character because he shows us that that whole uh, cyclical, you know, revolutionary thing. And he gives us uh, he, he gives us a reason to respect uh, Simone's character more because of that. Do you want what do you, do you want to say more about Lord Genome? I think he serves a similar purpose, but then yeah, well, I mean, so like the whole first what third of the show is the the Beastmen War, mm-hmm. and that's all a result of Lord Genome's. Yeah, did he create the Beastmen? Yes. Yes. That, okay, so that's what's very interesting. That's why I was saying he's a genius. Oh. He created Beastmen so that Earth could have a life form that didn't generate spiral energy. Yeah. And so that was like his defense. He said, you know, like, we'll still have a society, but it's going to be beasts so that it, will, it won't attract the anti-spirals. Holy and shit. And so he, he used the beast to keep the remaining humans underground so that they were hidden. And yeah. so that's why I'm saying, like, his techniques were obviously terrible. He is a tyrant. Well, but also, but do, he he did want to protect Earth. Maybe it would be better if we weren't on the top of the fucking food chain because you know, because yeah, the resources we do burn, like we're destroying our planet and stuff, you know, and exactly. Whatever. So he, God in damn. his eyes, the only way to protect humans was basically to suppress them. Yeah, because it's once they are succeeding that they generate the spiral yep. energy. Yeah, you know what's cool about that is that. The whole point of the show is, is that like humans persevere and they overcome whatever obstacles are put in front of them eventually. Mm-hmm. He made humans stronger by yes. by depriving them and by putting such an obstacle in front of them. He made them even stronger. And so maybe Lord Genome's like his plan actually was what was able to develop a hero strong enough to defeat the anti-spirals, you know? I mean, well, that does also go back to the, you know, status quo, which is like if, if humans just kept living in this comfortable Rossi's existence Mm -hmm. they would eventually become too powerful and 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 be defeated 
but by forcing them to struggle, I don't. I, this wasn't his plan. I don't think. Oh, absolutely not. But by forcing them to struggle, yeah, they they were finally able to be strong enough. Same thing to happened fight with back. the anti spiral, dude. They just always rise to whatever challenge that they're presented with. The youth, that yeah. is. So it doesn't matter how powerful you are; they're going to become even more powerful. There's another statement too, which is that like the power that gets generated once you become once you become powerful and like lazy and you don't have anything to fight for anymore, the things that you start to create are like pale comparisons to like real passion and real creativity and stuff. Because like the, the mechs that Rossi use tech is, is creating are not as good as the like spiral mechs. They can't withstand the attacks of like the anti spirals and stuff, you know? Yep. So it's like, it's also saying something about like, yeah, when you become fat and lazy, like, even the things you invent don't have the same spark in them. Yeah. Well, th- this idea, I mean, also exists within like Buddhist philosophy and reaching enlightenment, which is... It's funny you say that. If you're too comfortable, you, you don't strive to do better because you're you're doing fine. You have yeah. to have some struggle to overcome in order to make you better. You know what's funny about that? In my notes, it says, Simone is Buddha. I literally well, wrote go. that. I wrote that he was he was a disciple and that he you know went through it and then he overcomes it and then he lives it. Like then he becomes oh, like sure. a living Buddha. He becomes yep. a living Buddha. And you can yeah. And once again, you can only really reach enlightenment if you don't want it. And at no point did he want it. Right. He didn't want power ever. He just did what he had to do. Well, and he's willing to let it go once he has it. Exactly. It's fucking cool. Yeah. And the the last thing I'll say about his power, of course, is his 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 friends and his his team and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's people and it's 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 love and it's friendship yep. and it's compassion. You know, it's it's which sounds fucking cheesy, but within no. the context of the show, it's fucking awesome. No, because yeah, because you literally need those things to survive in this world. Yep. The last thing I'll say about the uh, Lord Genome is, in the end, he is their ally. Like I said, and he. Oh, yeah. He also ends up sacrificing himself. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What yeah. Does he, do? he, he becomes like their final weapon, right? Oh, like, I think you're he right. He becomes a giant drill. He becomes drill. the drill, yep. And so like, Dude. I think he's he's been reinvigorated by- The youth. By this new generation. Yes. And he's like, you're right. This is, this is what it was all about, defeating the anti-spirals. And he sacrifices himself to help them- And I think that's, I think that's an awesome send-off for him. Dude, that last fight is so sick. So, I mean, again, the message about the youth versus the old, does it mean, I mean, the old need to step aside, but also like allow the youth to use them? You know what I mean? Like just, well, yeah, you, need, and you need like, to step aside and become for, a tool for the youth. They still needed his, they needed his wisdom. His wisdom. His yeah, past right. experience. Fuck. Yep. Absolutely. But they had to be the ones taking action. Correct. Yeah. They had to be the ones making decisions. He has to be the wisdom and the tool. Yep. Yes. Dude, it's God, so sick. Damn. The show is so sick. I'm telling That's you, fucking bro. good, dude. It's got so many layers. And even in, like I'm saying, the action scenes, like the last scene where he's fighting the anti-spiral, to get oh, to the wild. planet, dude, they're in the enormous uh, yeah. Is it not, or whatever, but they keep Is it having, not the size of the universe or some bullshit? It's the size of a galaxy. They, they throw galaxies. They're standing, weapons. they're so it's large so that they're standing upon the dense star matter <laughs> of a galaxy. God damn it. Because the stars are so dense, shit. it can support their weight, right? It's and so And the gravity absurd. is pulling them towards it. And they're throwing galaxies like shurikens. It's so absurd. All right, but man, I'm sorry. whatever he pushes in towards the planet, right? It's a combined effort <laughs> from like all of the different mechs because he keeps getting smaller oh, and smaller and smaller yes. when he goes back down. Because at the end, 
you know, it's it is the team and stuff like that, but the power, uh, you know, comes from the individual as well. Well, they thrust him forward, right? They thrust him forward, and then he gets into a literal fucking fist fight with the anti anti spiral at the very end. Yeah, you still need a leader. Exactly. Well, it goes back. I think it's good because at the at the beginning, you know, it starts with sort of Simone, and the end, it's it's Simone, which is kind of cool. Honorable mentions. I have a couple that we um, haven't talked about. Yeah, I think. go for it. I I have a couple of side characters I think are pretty cool. Um, well, I'll start us uh, with uh, the. Uh, oh God. What? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Who? Well, who do you think the best side characters? Me. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean. I think Leron Littner is really cool. We, we can oh, talk yeah. more about awesome. him. Yeah. I think, you know, he's great. I, you know, maybe some of his stuff is a little bit like homosexual, like stereotype and stuff like that is humor, which that might not be great. But, you know, I, I think I think he's also a homosexual character that you can see as very essential and very influential on the society. He's a tech guy, right? He's a tech guy, but he's also like he helps like connect the Lord Genome and stuff. But he's also like. He's not really down with like the evil stuff. Like when Rossi starts doing stuff that's a little fucked yeah. up, he's not like, super excited about that either. So he's, you know, he's just really skilled and really valuable to their team. Um, and I don't think that his like homosexual advances, yes, they're like comical, but so are some of the heterosexual advances oh, too. Like sure. the whole like them trying to like see them naked, the girls naked and stuff. Like, you know, all that stuff is silly. I don't think, I mean, I guess, I don't it's know. It's like I think dumb the, anime shit. Yeah. The homosexual jokes are a little homophobic. It's like, we're, we're supposed to laugh because it's like, oh shit, don't let the gay guy kiss you or whatever. Um, but I think that to show his character in such a light as being essential and really skilled and stuff and show that like, despite his homosexuality, like it doesn't really affect his relationship with the people around him, even though he's so like forward with his like advances and stuff or his like silliness. I think that's cool. Um, but my favorite side character is Viral. Oh, yeah. That's who I was going to say, too. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, talk about Viral, Bran. I mean, just another frenemy character. I feel like we always hype those up. He just started as like a, a the Beastman rival to Kamina and ends up becoming like a key part of their team by the end. Yeah. He gets the like truth beaten into him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too, that's cool about him is that he he has that same competitive edge that the humans have, which is like he's getting beaten, but it only makes him want to try harder. Mm -hmm. He's the Kamina of the Beastmen, basically. Exactly. (laughs) And then when he still can't win, he finally realizes like, oh, shit, they're right. And then he joins them like he converts. It's really cool. Yeah, I think a lot of the things that make these characters cool is that they like, I don't know, they don't really have egos. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's always they're always willing to after that's, a little bit of resistance and stuff like that. They're willing to because they're all good people. I think no, even Rossiu, even Rossiu yep. in the end is yep. like I fucked up. They're all good people with different ideas of how to deal with this existential threat, but they're all willing to come together at the end to team up yeah. against it. That's what makes it cool. Now, I mean, yeah, Rossiu. I would say the most fucked up thing he does is not even his plans. What does he do? He throw he tries to like throw Simone under the bus, basically. He has Simone arrested and like... Uh, oh, yeah, during the, the post-time skip situation. I remember they box, right? Yeah, he basically blames Simone for like being too uh, aggressive and forward and says like, you know, labels him like a, a, a criminal and, and, and has him arrested. So, I mean, he's, he's a little of a douchebag. I don't think he's like full evil even, though. No, 
I, he just he does just become dictatorial a little bit. Well, also one thing about him is that he's a he's a beastman, right? So he doesn't have any spiral energy, but he's still a part of Oh, Viral? Yeah, is he not? Yeah, I was talking about yeah. uh, Rossi. Oh, we're talking about Rossi. Yeah, okay. But yeah, Viral, he can't use the spiral energy stuff. But you know who can use spiral energy and is also a side character that's very predominant throughout the entire show? Yes. F- say it. F- fucking Buddha. Yes. <laughs> The little creature, right? The fucking pigmole or whatever? Yeah. That dude's a... Don't they have to, like, eat his ass at some point? Not joking. Yeah, they, literally, they literally eat his ass to survive. Because they were running I'm out so of... I'm so confused. <laughs> but he... Yeah, he is full of spiral energy. Yes. Because he's got a little spiral... little spiral tail. And that's... Yep. It's all, like, ties in, you know what I'm saying? He's just a microcosm in the storytelling and the plot. Yep. Just another link in the chain is what I'm saying. But, I mean, hey... He's the homie. Even in the like uh, epilogue shot where Simon's like giggle old, Buddha's still there yep. with him. So many like every character too is so stylized on this show. I love the animation of the show. It's like it reminds me we were talking about Inuyasha how every character is so distinct and it's like that on this. Oh yeah, every character yeah. looks so radically different from each other. And I think that is because in the post-apocalyptic environment they don't have to like illustrate a bunch of characters. Yeah, so they get to spend a lot of time on the individual characters. What mm-hmm. I will say is, um, love the animation style of the the show. The fight scenes, fucking amazing. I love. I think the the OST is probably I haven't one seen of, it. Or the the opening theme is probably one oh, of the best. I'm sorry, I thought you meant OVA. in all of anime, I think it is one of the best openers. I, I rank mm. it very highly. Because when that shit remember. starts playing at the end, like whenever they're fucking battling the anti-spirals, your your dick literally gets so fucking hard, bro. It's insane. <laughs> Wait, what's the other? Oh man, we forgot to mention this. Like the fucking stupid ass move names that get shouted out. What do you mean the like, move names? Oh, like the fucking like, Giga Drill. <laughs> yeah, like explosive universe destroying Giga Drill. Like they always have these move names that aren't real. They're just made up. You know, it's so crazy. Well, everything's made up. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the fucking point but no he uses the fucking giga drill like a billion times that's his, that's also, his ultimate move. It, what what is the transition between like uh commercials oh it's uh row row fight the power row row fight the power yeah, yeah. i mean that's so literally just exactly what it is right yeah i fucking love this show i think everything about this show i mean the studio wasn't very big i want to say whenever like the team they used to make this wasn't necessarily like huge or anything like that but based upon the success of this anime it turned yeah. into Studio Trigger, which is now, I feel like every time Studio Trigger releases something, you know, it's always topical in the anime community. Mm-hmm. And it's because of this anime. And also Kill a Kill. But I, I love this one way more than I love Kill a Kill. I don't think that, I think Brandon prefers Kill a Kill. I mean, I like both. I wouldn't necessarily say one is better than I the other. I prefer one than the other. Well, I I've, can... also heard, I've also heard that this show is either had similar people working on it or was directly inspired by or was like a response to neon evangelion oh uh, you know i've heard NG, that it's like maybe but i've heard that it, it there are a I lot could definitely of see it be a response i don't know There's if a lot of parallels worked on by as the opposed same to yeah like i said very no. different vibe because that one is much more serious it's all about despair in the other one and like uh hopelessness and fighting against powers that you can't really comprehend Mm-hmm. Whereas this one is about blasting past all that shit and having hope and conquering it through teamwork and friendship and shit. So, uh, but like I said, all Gundam anime is the same shit. It's about kids, the new generation, right, that are being forced to fight in wars that are created by their 
their fathers or their ancestors, and whether or not they can overcome those sort of things. But I, I just like this interpretation is my favorite. And I love, like I said, I grew up, one of the first animes I watched was fucking Gundam Wing on Toonami. And I fucking oh, yeah. love Gundam Wing so much. I was never into Gundams. That's I think that's why I like yeah, Gunlogan because it doesn't take it so seriously. I think this is this is like the first mech media that I liked. Fooly Cooly? No, uh, that's not really mech, is it? It's yeah. Like... I did rewatch that recently. Pretty good. Because of FLCO. the sequel or whatever? Or the Yeah, I haven't watched follow-up. the sequels, but I rewatched the original. The other YouTuber that uh I, I checked out that um that I I, I really liked what his his videos was. Uh, his name's Alec Zand XR. So I guess Alexander is, but it's A L E C Z A N D X R. So anyway, he's got a lot. He's got like five videos on uh, Garen Logon on YouTube. He's a fan, I guess. Um, one is called "The Underappreciated Maturity of Garen Logon." Speaking of other terrible things that Studio Trigger might or might have done, uh. So they did kill a kill right after after this, I think. Talking mm-hmm. about Darlene and the Franks, or whatever. dude. Despite the fact that Zero Two still remains, I think the internet's I, top I never, waifu. I never watched it because I heard it ended badly. So I watched the whole thing because you know every time Studio Trigger puts something out because of Gurren Logan, I just watch it because you know mm-hmm. I'm a fucking yeah, piece well, of you're shit. Just, you're just paying that debt forever. <laughs> I am because I'm trying to chase that same fucking high that I got when watching Gurren Logan for the first time, but it's just you can't hit that nut, bro. It's too good. Um, but um, so kill a kill is sort of it's not the same there are a lot of elements of it that are that are uh you know similar it's all there's like a coming, lot of similarities there's coming of sure. age and like scaling of plot progression and power yeah. stuff like that and i love kill a kill uh so franks the the problem with that is i think they were really trying to recapture the magic of gurren lagon mm-hmm. and it's just the Except the, the slight uh, difference is that they, yeah. I don't want to turn this into a studio trigger podcast, but they, they focus a little bit too much on like, uh, one of the strengths of Gurren Logon is the interpersonal relationships between Simone and all the members of team Daigurin and how they make them stronger yes. as a person. They, they went a little too spicy on that one and they tried to make the connection between the main character and the other, the female main character, like the focal point of the entire series. And it just fucking, I don't know. It starts off really good, and then it just gets fucking bogged down. And then that series, I definitely feel like they had no fucking idea what they're doing at the halfway point. Because at the halfway point after that, it's that's you know how you said that they wanted to end it at Lord Genome. I think yeah. uh, Darling and the Franks, they were like, okay, we're gonna end it at this point. But then someone like either pushed them to produce more, or I don't know, because the second half of that shit is just fucking so terrible. Well, and according to that same YouTuber again, I can't remember which one it was. Apparently, like. All the people working on uh, Garen Logan were also like really young and kind of brash and sort of just, you know, they, they they reflected the characters in the anime is what this guy was saying. Like, so you're telling me we're never recapturing that because they're getting old. Yes, they're gonna get set in their ways. Well, yeah, they're too no, old. No, you you gotta learn the lesson. Get of out of Garen the way. Logan, hire young writers. Yeah, like I said, I think it's impossible. Like, in my opinion, Garen Logan's like fucking lightning in a bottle, bro. It's just mm-hmm. there's nothing like it. I can't think of an. I've watched a good amount of anime, but there's no anime that's like Gurren Lagann. Yeah, and I think that like I feel that way about. So I don't know when I finished Gurren Lagann, and this happens mm-hmm. all the time. Whenever I finish like a book series that I really love, or like a movie, you know that feeling you get when you know you hit the end of the series, 
and you're never going to get to experience that again for the first time. And that shit is just fucking over. It's like a melancholy. It, yes. It's a little depressing. Dude, it when at the I, end of that, like, coupled with that. coupled with that, like and the, the kind of sad ending, that shit was so that just shit hit me hard, bro. I never feel that unless I don't have anything else to watch, and I usually can find something else. Yeah, there but was, then you're, um, you're just trying I mean, to replace that. There's always that, more stuff, but but when it's one of your favorites, it's hard to reach that same level. For sure. I it's mean, true. I love. I would say Game of Thrones was that for me for a long time. Well, Game <laughs> no, of Thrones got, ended so like fucked, shit, yeah, so yeah. it it didn't yeah. hit me emotionally it, at it all. It did slowly trail off uh, towards the end, which is not which is a good way for you to not feel that way. I guess. Yeah, right. I'm sure if. If we got a real ending, yeah, that shit would have been sad. But instead, I'm just like, wow, I can't wait for Watchmen because that was whack. That season of Watchmen on HBO, like when that ended, I, I was like, God damn, I want more of that shit. But the thing is, know. though, I don't know. It, I, I love, I love Watchmen, and I love that Lovecraft series Country. Perfect. But it, it just doesn't. It didn't hit me the same way because you know I don't like that form of <laughs> storytelling as much as I like uh, Gurren Lagann. You know. I love watching. I don't. You know how I don't like it whenever people try and put. It's not that I don't like it. Uh, when people try and put like uh, overly like political or like topical stuff into their work, but for something like the Watchmen series or Lovecraft Country, it's like such a core part of the identity of the show, right? Yes. You like I prefer it to be. Wait, closer but to... you love you love Captain America, and that's extremely political. Yeah, no, that is true. So it's like that thing I just but sent I don't, you out recently the with the is, guy complaining. Why are they making Captain America so political now? Dude, his name is fucking Captain America. God, you're an idiot. <laughs> but the thing about Captain, I never get those feelings about like, I don't know. I, I, reading comics doesn't give me that really either. And um, I've read some pretty good comics too. I was gonna say, uh, not nearly as good as Gear and Logon, but I really, really did enjoy watching it, and it has similar themes about like the youth being, you know, like they're the right, they they're the right mindset, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also silly. Is uh, Assassination Classroom? I finished you keep talking that. about this, but yeah, I've I never finished actually it. watched it, but dude. I think it's worth, you know, I, I would say that there are some skips. Like, you know, we said there's no skips. Or I said there's no skips in Gear and Logon. There are some episodes that you don't need. You know, it, it meanders a little bit, but I think overall it's really fun and wholesome and has a similar attitude towards like, you know, let the youth take over and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's really good. Um, and it's really cool when you find out, you know, the teacher, what he actually is when you find out is actually really interesting in my opinion. Like Cthulhu? No, no. Okay. When you find out like who he is and what his real Purposes. goal is and his purpose, yeah, it's it's actually really cool. Like, why is he such a passionate teacher? Why is he trying to destroy the earth? Yeah. When you figure that out, it's really cool. I don't know. Um, the thing is, I've I've seen a lot of media that I would rate as, uh, I guess I don't know, in a lot of different categories, better than Gurren Logon, and even sure. anime, I would say some that hits a lot of things better than Gurren Logon does. But I would ne- I just don't ever enjoy them as much as I did. Yeah, I would say, I, I don't know, I, I would say Guren Lagan is, like I said, pretty fucking good. Like, it sticks to its themes really well, and it... Very it's unapologetic. A really, yeah. It's a really tight circle. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is negative about it, and I, 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 you know, I brought it up, and it really sounds small, but I do think it actually is a problem. Fantastic. Is, yeah, the, the over-sexualization of Yoko. And I really do think it's a problem because, honestly, I hear it from my young students. It's a barrier girls young girls do not want to watch 
the when they see titties bouncing, they are immediately like, no, I'm not watching that. And so, it, no, you I know, agree that taking it out would just be a pure improvement. That's what I'm saying. I think that it it really is a barrier for some people to watch the show, and that's not good because they're not going to get to see that cool message and story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, and it also I would it's going to that I don't even it know. Could bring, I think... it could also bring in idiotic pervs and introduce them to this positive message, which I guess is good. But there's some. I think there's some things that are so ingrained into like anime. Like anime tropes and stuff, sure. some grain, it's, it's never going away. But it, but but like I said, I yeah, ninety eight percent great. I love it all. But then I think that that really is a barrier. Like there are some female people, uh, females who are not going to, and even males. I didn't want to watch it for the longest time because of that shit. So yeah, know. I mean it do, it doesn't stop me because I know the nature of anime, I guess, mm-hmm. and so I know that there can be more past that. Yeah, but yeah, I would not be saddened if it stopped happening <laughs> dude you're just fucking crying in a corner someone would be why'd they take away her? yeah i'm sure some weaves would complain yeah oh, i don't really it. care like, about that obvi- shit, obviously but... someone likes it or they wouldn't do it but yeah like God i said it. It, it doesn't bother me but i think it's because you know i've just accepted it maybe that's a me problem categories this this series is a little different but i think that I think that what arcs, I think all of our characters have really interesting arcs. I think yeah, that that's tough. I I really like. I, said, like, I, I do think we have chosen the best three. Oh yeah, yeah. For yeah. I I think I I agree hands down. Yeah, I mean I think it's incremental the difference of how good yeah, these characters they're, are. They're all incredible characters with very yeah just good arcs, and they're all tied right. together as well. They're there from yeah, the beginning to the end. Sometimes we have issues with that, like somebody has a shorter arc or a longer arc, but yep. that's not really the case. And with that, this. and I think that is why it was smart to not do Kamina. Yeah, Kamina. Well, and Kamina would have. I don't think he's the best character. I think he's an essential character, but I don't think he's the best. Kamina is awesome. Um, I mean, he's the impetus for the whole like development of yeah. most of the characters. But but he doesn't have you know that pure passion also doesn't have sustainability. You yeah. know, I see that. So. You know, you know, you have to have a little. You have to be a little, a little bit reserved. You can't be complete passion. And in the end, I mean, dying doesn't serve your cause necessarily, right? You got to be able to survive too. So, what about aesthetic? I don't know that whole like uh, imperial storm, like a uh, fucking like oh, Grand Moff Tarkin look that Rossi takes skip? on yeah. later on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily care that much for his aesthetic, you know. But he's fine. I like um, what they did with I- Simone. How he looks oh, yeah. like a fucking giant dweeb at the beginning, but uh, <laughs> yeah. as he gets, you know, just the cool cloak and glasses. Yeah, he, what about well, he the... takes Kamina's cloak, and then after he time skips, and then at the very end, he becomes like almost like a fusion of Kamina and himself. Yeah, no, at the very end, he's like a nomad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, with, yeah, the, with the drill end. staff. That's oh, insane. Cool. Yeah. It well, is kind for of appearance. I'll say Lord Genome is jacked AF. So he, that's he's a big boy. Lord Genome is pretty wild looking. Can we also talk about, like, what is with... <laughs> and then also the Futurama look is also pretty insane. Um, becoming a weapon at the end is also pretty fucking crazy. I don't know... His if head that, on the end of the drill? I don't know if that's a positive to his aesthetic <laughs> is how wild he is or if it's not. But I would say between Simone and, and Lord Genome, y'all can figure it out. What like, I don't get what, what is, is why... What is the aesthetic we like better? Uh, the artists at Studio Trigger felt the need to, like, so thoroughly illustrate nipples on all of their characters. Like... Even in, Dude, like, these, like, intense action scenes, like... Oh, yeah. It's just, like, always very defined on all their characters. Jostling titties and nipples and all that shit, yeah. That's just what they like. But even on the dudes. 
Yep. It's it's not even just like the the women. I mean, Simone at the end, you can very clearly see just like heavily illustrated and like inked nipples. I'm like, man, we couldn't and it's just like a like a couple of frames of like an action scene where he's like fucking screeching or some shit. I'm like, what is going on here? Why can I see so this? What do y'all what do y'all think for aesthetic? I, I mean like, the this um the Simone outfit is very like iconic for the series. Oh yeah, and I mean thematic. at the end, like I said, when he gets the sung the star sunglasses and he's fucking well, and, powering up. And thematic about how he's adopted a bit of a bit of Kamina into his own cell. You know, like it's not yeah. just no, yeah, true. I mean that's thematic too. All right, we can go with Simone. Yeah. Um like we said, Arc is really good. Three dimensional I mean, yeah, they they all. I think they that all applies have, to all of them. They all have motivations that make sense, and like you know, they have strong motivations. They're actionable on all their motivations. Like they take steps well, to fulfill. Honestly, Simone Simone is a little less three dimensional. I would say, just because he, he doesn't. The most, but this I is think a product of other people upon him, right? Yeah, because I think he's, he's the most he's simple. So hopeful. He doesn't have like this normal human like inner conflicts as there much. are. There are right. three faces of Simone. There he's is. Buddha. Before Kamina's death, uh, immediately after Kamina's death, and then, and then the rest of the, and the, rest the, rest of the series. series. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, yeah, well, yeah. Once he becomes Buddha, he's just enlightened, and he, he doesn't ever turn back. Yeah. Oh, he does not waver which, at all. Which is amazing. I mean, here's the thing. You need him to do that for the theme of the show. Oh, you yeah. You need him no, to do that. awesome. Otherwise, they would never be able to defeat the anti But is it, is it realistic? I mean, I guess no, that's George no, Washington. No, Which is what I'm Washington. There are George Washingtons that exist that can give up power and that can do that shit, so... As far as the progression of the characters, like I said, the three of them are very similar to each other. So yeah, but they all traveled a very similar path mm-hmm. and ended at different results. I get that. They all get punched at one point. Uh, Kamina punches uh, Simone. Yeah, I think Simone punches Lord Genome. <laughs> Simone, Simone also punches uh, uh, Rossiu. Uh, no, Ro- well, yeah, and, and Rossiu. Yeah. yeah. Like um, I said, I love all these characters. It's hard right, for me to I'm, say. I'm ready to pick my number I'm one. I'm ready. So we're talking about what? Best character that's not Buddha? Just overall. Okay. Excellent. You ready? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm always ready. Three, two, one. Simone? Simone. Simone. We all yeah. pick Simone. I, just, I knew that was I knew is, that was gonna be the result. He's just I don't know. I, I I think he's my ideal protagonist. In a way, there's like a lot of similarities Harry Potter between <laughs> No. <laughs> Fuck Harry Potter. But <laughs> I was going to say between him and like Naruto. Yeah, no, you're right. But, but Simone is just done in such a Ugh, much better way. Yeah. He, he is. But am I wrong? No, you're not wrong They're at all. two characters that came from like, yeah, well, came from okay. nothing, had no one, but just have this unwavering Here's the deal. Sense of like, yes, passion motivation and, and loyalty to their friends. And also like um, hope. Yeah. Hope. Here's so like the, thing. the core of the right. characters are the same, but this is so much better. You are right, except that Naruto. So like Simone is like simple, and he lets other people's ideas like graft onto him. Naruto mm-hmm. is literally just a fucking idiot. <laughs> to be fair, Simone so, does let other people's ideas graft onto him, but one of the most important things good, that though. that Kami was trying that. to tell him at the beginning is that it's within you the entire time. That's like the theme of the whole show, right? The For reason sure. they have spiral energy is because they have double helix DNA. Like you don't right. question, don't question the science because that's not going to make sense. But well, when we think about within the context of the show, it's and the Jinchuriki is within Naruto the whole time. So I mean, it's the same character basically. But the Jinchuriki was implanted yeah, into just, him, right? Simone kidding, was yeah. uh, a human. He was a spiral warrior the entire time. Yeah. 
So I just no, want to make that I, distinction. Also, like, I don't yes, think... he did take ideas, and he's supported by no. his team, but he is also what? Simone the Digger the whole time, and that's what I makes think him, him being simple and allowing things to be grafted on him is a is in the light of the writers. I think is a positive attribute. Yeah, I agree. Being able to change and learn from others is a positive thing. What I'm well, saying okay. is the thing that that makes him different from everybody else is he is willing to make those small progressive steps forward always. That's why he's a digger. Naruto is hard headed. Let me just read this line from the. Gurren Lagann fandom page that I've been using to reference. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Under powers and abilities, I'm on the Lord Genome page. Yeah. The only human said to possess more power than Lord Genome is Simone due to his limitless spiral power. What the that's fuck? Basically, that's basically the Jinchuriki. He's got the nine Limitless tails, chakra. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. We did it again. We figured out who the best character is and whatever we're talking about despite the podcast being called Your Favorite Character Sucks. Now the only question is, what should we do next? You can help us decide by following us at YFCSPod on Instagram and Twitter and telling us which show, movie, series, book you think we should do. Until then, hit that subscribe button and catch us on the next episode. Thanks for listening.